Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation. And check out recent shows where we learned about scientific efforts to revive the woolly mammoth, the latest in military drone technology, and the mysterious Shroud of Turin. And you can listen to those programs and many more amazing Coast shows by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. All right, welcome back to Coast to Coast AM. I'm your host, Jimmy Church, sitting in for George Norrie tonight. It's Friday night, open lines all night long. Our guest tonight is Damon T. Berry, and his series, The Knowledge of the Forever Time. Now, the series is now complete. There's eight films. You can check it out on Amazon Prime. You can go to YouTube. You can go to Damon's uh, YouTube channel. All of that is over at Coast, so just... Uh, you can click on it there and go access these films completely for free. And that's always been his goal is to supply the knowledge and connect these dots. Well, he finished the film and tried to – now, he had been getting broken into, things stolen, his computer, lost control of things, his hard drives were getting erased inside his house, outside of his house, remotely. It was a long process to get uh, imitation number eight finished. But after he did, then the men in black show up. It's an incredible story. So, Damon, tell me, how did you how did you recognize what was going on? Did they do a couple of drive-bys first? Were you seeing a car up the street? You know, that kind of thing? It, it, it's, it's worse than that. I mean, I, I, it's, it's always, wherever you were going, there was always a car that was right next to you. So it pulled up right next to you. No one would get out. The tent was always darker than what they allow on a street. And at some point, you would walk in a store, and they use other people and other people. You don't know it. For example, you'd walk into a store, and you might be going like Best Buy. I'm trying to figure out how to get around this. I'm trying to get some security. Right. Uh, someone would walk up who would be right next to me, and he would be looking like he's browsing, but he'd be on his cell phone. And the cell phone, the camera would be pointing you towards you, and he's act like he's having a conversation, but he's literally just filming you, making sure whoever he's sending the film to knows where you are. You leave that store, you walk outside. There's another person standing outside. He's got a cell phone too. He's pointing his. He's acting like he's walking past you, but he stops just long enough to get you a full view of the picture. You get in your car. When you drive away, there's another car that's following you. You don't know for sure if they're following you or if you're being paranoid. You get to where you're going. You get out of your car. That car pulls right behind you and sits there. The problem that I knew when it was real was when I tried to get the film published on YouTube or Amazon Prime. Every time I tried to get it published, they would stop my computers. They would burn out the computer. They would erase my hard drive. My only way to get this film out was to go to UFO TV and have them distributed through uh, Amazon Prime. I take the video down to FedEx. They're sitting at the store waiting for me, standing in front of the door. Sometimes I go to a different FedEx. They'd be sitting in the car in front of the door, letting me know this is a no-no. You will not send this film out. So the one thing that I realized was no matter where I went, they were there. Everywhere I went, they were already there, which means either they have a tracking device in my car or they were tracking my phone. But either way, they knew my whereabouts at all times. Are you, the are you video, well? Let me let me let me jump in real quick, Damon, if you don't mind. Sure. Are you suggesting that you were going to multiple FedEx locations in one day, 
and they were day, staying one step ahead of you? They knew where they you were, were going? They're always ahead of me. Every wow. time I did something, they were always ahead of me. So it, it, in, my, in my estimation, logic, they either have a tracking device on the car or they're tracking the phone. So no matter where I was, they knew where I would be. And at one time, I took uh, a different phone that I had, and I drove to a place that I didn't normally normally there to make the deal with UFO TV. So I'm standing behind a 7-Eleven, behind an alleyway in a street. Suddenly, three cars pull up, and they just stand up acting like they're walking around. But who walks to 7-Eleven to go to an alley? So the whole thing was they were letting me know, we're watching you. We're not going to allow this film to be disseminated. People will not be able to watch this film. That was the whole goal. So because they knew I had to go to FedEx, the guy has an account there. He had to have it overnight. It's going to cost $160. So I said, I called him up and I said, hey, you know, I'm going to try to get this thing to you. I will go to the UPS store uh, in about an hour. I'll be at the UPS store on Grand Street. And I'm just going to go ahead and see if they can send it and I'll just pay for it. He said, great. I got in the car heading towards UPS, stopped short went to the USPS, United States Postal Service, ran in, dropped it off with them. That was the only way they got it because I knew that if they were monitoring my phones, they would go to UPS. That would be my location. But I stopped halfway through it, went to the United States Postal Service, dropped it off there. That's the only way he got it. So they they went to the UPS on Grand. Yes, store. Yes. They're waiting for me. Wow. (laughs) Now... When somebody is listening to this out there, of course they're going to jump ahead. You said it. You know, it sounds like Damon's being a little bit paranoid, right? Um, And you were being paranoid. Right. See, this is the thing. You don't want to go crazy. You know, you don't want to step over the edge into the darkness. You need to make sure that you've got your senses and your faculties about you. How did you do that? How did you prove to yourself that you weren't, you know, going nuts? If I didn't record it, I would have believed that everything was in my head. It was just me being paranoid. It was me just having an active imagination. If I did not record it, I would have believed that I was just completely gone. But the recordings corroborate everything that I'm saying to you. Everything that I found, that was the one thing they couldn't do. And there was another thing I did that they had the ability to do. Uh, I would buy spy cams online spy cams, nanny cams, and I'd put one. They have some that you can stick in a socket that looks like a, a, a battery charger for your phone. Yep. Stick it in a socket. It's got a camera on it. I bought another one that's an ink pen that you can just lay it down, and it records video, motion detected. Um, I brought, uh, again, the cameras, and every time I went in to turn on any one of those devices to find out what happened while I was gone, they wouldn't work. None of them. So either they had cameras inside the house that knew where each of them were, or they have the ability to know if there's any kind of devices that detect or have electricity. But every device that I plugged in to try to look at it and see what happened in the home while I was gone, none of them would work. So without the audio, I would have never believed it was possible. And like I said, the next film that I will make, if I get the chance, is just to post the audio, the making of number eight strange things and just have you can hear the audio with what was happening just tell me i can narrate yes 
Okay. Like yours, yes. Now, Damon, was it worth it? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. To be honest with you, when I made numbers one through seven, um, the whole goal was to enlighten, to to reveal to humanity what, what these ancient peoples are saying, what these alien peoples are saying, what the goal is of mankind. And number eight is really the crescendo. It's the one that pulls everything together. It's the big story. It's the one that has the eight biggest things. It, it, it tells you about the, the Stargate, where it is. It tells you about crop circles, why they appear. It tells you about the Nazca lines, what it really actually means. It tells you about the real meaning of the pyramids, and it tells you about the Voynich Manuscript. All of these things are things that mankind has never understood, and we never have a valid explanation for them. Now, we have several people with theories, but no one actually explains it. And these things explain it, and there's something about this topic that they didn't want America or the world to see. And I couldn't figure out what it was. They kept yelling, traitor. I mean, treason everywhere I went when I'm trying to drop it off. Treason. It's treason. And I, I couldn't put it together. And watching the film, the only thing I can think, it's, it has to be about the Stargate. That's the only thing that I can think, but it could be something else. It could be the Voynich manuscript. But they don't want the public to see this film. And they also have a campaign to make sure no one sees it. If you go on Amazon Prime and just look at the reviews, most people who see the film give it a five-star review. But then there's a whole troll of people that are saying it's a one-star film. It's terrible. Uh, it's racial. It's ugly it's they just have all these negative things to make people that you know because most people read reviews before they watch a film that's right so if you read these reviews from all these people giving it one star you would say i'm not going to watch this movie it's terrible and they really have an army because it's one after another they told me on youtube we will destroy your film we will make sure no one watches your film and when they told me that, the next day, it's like an army. Every, every hour, there's somebody putting one star up there or writing some kind of negative review. But the good thing is we have viewers that watch the film that will answer them and say, hey, how do you watch a two-hour film and say it's one star? Hey, he's revealing the, the knowledge of the Nazca lines. We haven't known that in a thousand years. How is that only worth one star? So people are answering these people, but the whole goal is every time they're putting that one star out, it brings the star rating lower and lower and lower, which makes it more readily available to someone to walk away from it. So either way, they're doing everything they can to make sure that people don't watch this film. I wanted to ask you, one of the points that I've always made uh, when, I, when I speak about you is you have the ability, the question, presenting the question and giving the answer is one thing. But you have been able to, whether it's lost history or, or Egypt or ancient civil ET, Antarctica, you know, sacred geometry, crop circles, cave paintings, you have been able to, instead of focusing on one subject, to get all of these out there at the same time and connect the dots between them for an effective presentation. But this is different from anybody else and any other researcher in the past. How did you, how did you, what clicked, Damon? What clicked that enabled you to do it this way? Well, I have to tell you, I used to love this, this man named Carl Sagan. 
uh, he used to have films about space uh, way back when. He was what Neil deGrasse Tyson was or Michio Kaku is today. I mean, he was just the man for science. And he had these great, wonderful films about space, about planets. But there was one thing he always did. He would, he would say, what if this is this way? I wonder if this is. And another show that I would watch was Science Channel. Uh, any documentary on science, I love science. And the one thing that they do when they tell you about space, it's always a wonder. What if? What could be? And then another show I always liked was Ancient Aliens. Ancient Aliens was a show that is really talking about aliens, it's talking about UFOs, and I like the show because it, it has so much information about these different places, but every documentary that I've ever seen, it never answers the question. Every documentary is always about what if, what could it be, no one knows the answer, no one knows why. And after I would watch several ancient alien uh, series television shows, there were a lot of things that they were presenting that I knew the answer to. I don't know how, I just knew the answer. And I would do the research, and the research would confirm that this is the answer. So I wanted to make a documentary that didn't just leave you with questions like every documentary does. I wanted to leave you with answers. And the more that you go deeper into the subject of the ancients and what they were saying and what UFOs are saying and what aliens are saying, they all have the exact same message, and the message truly is for mankind. There's a reason UFOs are always appearing over the world, and it's not just to say, hey, we're here. It's to say, hey, wake up. There's a time coming for all of us to communicate, and they've already begun the communication right now, and every cave painter, every pyramid builder, every hieroglyphics writer knew this, and they knew it 4,000 years ago. And we are the only ones on the earth with all our technology who thinks it's, it's crazy. It's just made up. It's just savages. They didn't know what they were talking about. And it's, it's amazing because they're really telling us something is about to happen on this earth. And that's why the UFOs are appearing. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern. And go to coasttocoastam.com for more.